na 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 queries na 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 theories na 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 podcast starring TV's Adam West So, Ron, who are we? Uh, well, we are Queers and Theories. I am Ron, you're Ivy, and (laughs) uh, basically this podcast is dedicated to talking about nerdy things from different perspectives. Me from an engineering STEM perspective, you from more of a humanities. And uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus for a while just due to life and other such things, but uh, we're happy to be back. I think this is our second episode of the year, and this week we're going to be talking about Batman. Yes, if it wasn't obvious by the introduction, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about Batman. I don't think that we're limiting ourselves partic- to any particular Batman, though the facts and figures that are in this episode may come from a variety of sources. I think a lot of them have to do with the Christopher Nolan iteration, but... Once again, not limited to that, so, um, yeah. Yeah, we're kind of drawing from various sources here. I would say, like, we're dealing mainly with, like, modern Batman, more so than, like, Adam West's Batman. <laughs> I, I don't even know, was he even a billionaire? Was there even Were there even billionaires at that time? There had to have been some, but not that many. Yeah, I mean, that, like, I can say from some of the research that I have done that, um... Bruce Wayne's uh, wealth, or lack thereof, has kind of shifted over the various iterations that he has uh, existed in. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, obviously, like, you know, the 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 Vlogbrothers thing about this is like, are we are we pro or anti Batman? Um, if there is such a stance, and and why or why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know. Today, I guess we're going to kind of tackle Batman from two two perspectives. The first being, of course, uh, Ron, you're going to take a deep dive into like, okay, like how much does all of this Batmaning cost? And then like, what are like, what's the timeline of all of his gadgets? Because like, we know about the Batmobile, we know about like the flying suit and the Bat credit card and all of that. Um, what are what are yeah. some examples of that? Uh, don't forget the bat nipples and the bat shark repellent. Oh, very important. Very important. Can't be Batman without nipples. True. That If there's anything that you should take away from that podcast, our podcast today, um, it's it's definitely that. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so how have his iconic gadgets evolved over time? So, I mean, when you think of Batman, what do you think of besides, you know, the things we just listed? So, you know, the most iconic thing I would say is the Batmobile and... Over the years, that's definitely evolved quite a bit. I mean, the the original Batmobile, um, as depicted on screen in the '60s TV show, uh, it had a like a cable cutting blade, a, a 
bat computer, uh, a bat phone. Remember when those were a thing? Um, oh, and then I think the most famous looking bat Batmobile of all is arguably the one from the Tim Burton films. Like, oh yeah, that's the one with the fins and the wings, right? Yeah, yeah. It also had a grappling hook. It could like go up walls and stuff. Um, it could also like automatically stop. You know, like Batman could. It had like a voice activated shield and like stop features. So that was kind of kind of interesting there. Um, and it just really kind of meshed the best with the with the I guess the the tone of Gotham. You know, very dark mm-hmm. and very the sleek looking. Um, and then, you know, the, the Batmobile continued to evolve over the years until you eventually get to the Tumblr from the Christopher Nolan films, which really just looks nothing like any Batmobile we've seen before. It was, it was more like a, more like a tank, you know what? Um, yeah. it was, it had a jet engine, it had stealth mode, and it just looked all around like, kind of like a Humvee from like, that you'd find like patrolling in iraq or something it it, oh yeah it was very very modernized very updated to reflect our i guess our current um our current understanding of of vehicles and and militaries and waging war but uh then the batmobile in uh 2016 kind of went back a little bit more to the original style with it had a harpoon launcher um and it, it sort of resembled the original a lot more uh then we get some of the more unique, um, some of the more unique features. Like we had, Batman had the sonar lenses. Oh yes, in the Dark Knight, which he used to spy on basically everyone in Gotham, breaking so many laws. Yeah, but <laughs> he's Batman. He's rich. He can do whatever he wants. Ooh, too real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that had to cost quite a bit. And then you know he have his utility belt where he has. You know, he has, like, more grappling hooks. He has his cool-looking batarangs, um, which are probably I do have evolved. a question about that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, with all these batarangs and these belts and everything, did he ever have a pocket for snacks? Hmm. Because, like, I feel like if I'm crime-fighting all night long, like, I'm gonna need, like, I don't know, like a Nutri-Grain bar or something. Maybe a power bar. I feel like I feel like Bruce Wayne is totally on that like that like protein powder life. I could see it. He's got like a, a shake. A snack <laughs> compartment would be. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he eats. Maybe he eats what bats eat. Like he just you know you see. Yeah, he's, he's just flying through the air just. See him munching on some bugs or some. Do bugs eat like? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, you don't know. He's part bat, right? But that's why he's called that. Yeah. Totally. Like Spider Man, who also yeah. eats bugs. Yeah. By that logic. <laughs> yeah, an Ant Man who also eats. I guess ants don't eat bugs, but do they? Anyway. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, after that fun little, uh, fun little um, tangent, um, yeah. And then there's some of the more unique gadgets, like we talked about the sonar already. He um, he has an EMP rifle in The Dark Knight Rises. He has um, a plasma torch in uh, in I think the uh, Joel Schumacher films. And oh gosh, I forgot so the- about those. And then, of course, there's his iconic bat suit, which has evolved over the years. Like, if you look at Adam West's bat suit, it looks very fabric-y, very spandex-y, and, like, not very good at protecting you. Like, just kind of looks theatrical. Cool. Probably shows <laughs> off his butt really well, though. 
Oh yeah, the bat butt <laughs> is is key here. Of course, <laughs> but over uh, over time, um, uh, you know, Batman's suit has evolved in different ways. Um, uh, there's actually a line from uh, from Teen Titans of all things that I remember Robin at one point mentions he had like a titanium. Uh, was it was it a, was it like armor? Was it his cape? Some, something made of like a titanium like uh, weave fiber of something. I mean, that's not what he said, but that's kind of what it's, it's implied. And also in this article mm. uh, from Deep Focus Film Studies, he also mentioned a, a titanium dipped triweave fiber armor, which is used to basically reinforce it, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, carbon fibers. Which, um, if you look at uh, Christopher Nolan's bat suit. Um, you can see that his suit is made out of all kinds of like composite materials. You have carbon fiber reinforced um, uh, chest plate. Uh, you have um, Kevlar for his for his forearm and his elbows and his um, and his gloves and his basically everything. Is is uh, back cape made out of uh, memory cloth polymer just to make him fly more easily? Uh, you, you want basically what you want. Um, if you're Batman, is you want something strong, it's going to protect you well, and also lightweight. Because if it's heavy, mm. it's going to weigh you down, and you're not going to be able to fly or maneuver very well. So that's okay. why um, a lot of people have speculated, even though it's never stated, Batman's um, suit is basically made of these um, these composite materials, which use carbon fibers to make them to make them stronger, but also lighter. Okay, do we have real-life equivalents of these kinds of things that this would be based off of? Like, do we use that? Is that something that we would find in, like, tactical gear? Like, I'm sure Kevlar, obviously, but, like, the other ones. I mean, I mean, I mean the polymer stuff, that sounds more of the sci-fi kind of aspect with, like, the wings, because I don't, I don't think we have something like that, but maybe I'm wrong. Um... But, I mean, it seems like a lot of what Nolan was trying to do, especially when it comes to the look and gadgets that Batman has, is trying to kind of create a more, quote-unquote, realistic Batman, as opposed to the one that uh, Burton created, which was much more stylized. Yeah. Um, So to answer your question, um, we do have something similar. I mean, it might not be quite the same. Um... But we have things like fabric, um, like shape memory fabric, which can recover to its original shape after being deformed. Mm-hmm. Um, and these types of materials, you know, like you want clothing that's going to be, you know, be able to stretch and and be durable after after many uses. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, when it comes to tactical gear, yeah, if they do use Kevlar. Um, I'm going to look up real quick if they use carbon fiber. I'm pretty sure they do, though. Oh yeah, they use the carbon fiber is also used in like tactical military and SWAT gear. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, if if you look at like armadillo tactical gear, that's an example of lightweight carbon fiber. Uh, so yeah, these things are actually used in the real world, and that's sort of in the same vein as as the Batmobile, where it's more of like a like a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let me, let me look at the proper term here. Um, it's like yeah, it's kind of like a Humvee. It's like a weird. It's like a mix between like a, a small like tank or like anti like anti tank vehicle basically like it's it's yeah. very low to the ground but it does it still has wheels versus a tank where it's just got like the massive um, I don't really know what they're called but you know it just has like that massive just kind of chain that's going over and it's very heavy 
So I'm assuming yeah, yeah, that the yeah. Batmobile would have to be significantly sleeker and lighter for it to maneuver the way it does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but then all of this begs the question, um, how much does all of this cost him? Because, I mean, we have like an extremely high military budget for our for our soldiers to have, you know, this type of gears. And then this guy's got to get all this stuff custom made. And that's mm -hmm. probably not cheap or easy to do. So, I mean, there's been a f there's been quite a few breakdowns over time then or about how much it costs to be Batman. So, mm -hmm. um uh we can uh there's a, a small diagram in the doobly doo which we can which basically shows how much his outfit is going to cost. I mean, all these carbon fiber um all this carbon fiber equipment is going to cost him in the thousands of dollars and uh it says that his custom graphite cowl is going to cost uh a million which I think is, I, I'm a little bit shocked that that's, it costs that much. Uh, I'm going to, I guess I'll take that at face value for now, but I, I don't know if, if a graphite cow would cost that much. And the tumbler, mm -hmm. um, at least in the Nolan universe, is going to cost him about $18 million. Uh, His his motorcycle, his bat pod, is going to cost uh, another $1.5 million. Uh, his bat wing, although it's not called the bat wing, technically, um, that's going to cost another $60 million. Um, and then, you know, the gadgets and the utility belt, he's got the shuriken, which are probably made out of, like, uh, they're probably made out of, like, a stainless steel or something. I think they're titanium or something titanium. in Dark Knight Rise, in, like, Dark Knight, but I don't really remember. Like, I just remember it being, like, a one-off thing Lucius was talking about. Okay, um, I mean, yeah, it, it could very well be, um, just, like, a sharpened... I mean, if you have a lot of utility blades and things are made out of stainless steel, so mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it could very well be titanium. Um, and uh, let's see, the I mean, he's got other kinds of gadgets, random gadgets like his um, his grappling hooks and smoke grenades, and that's another four hundred thousand. And then, of course, it's not just you know he can't just be va Batman in a vacuum. You know, he's got a he can't just dress up and fight crime. He's got to, you know, he's got to have his secret underground cave to keep all his shit. Yeah. And, um, the Wayne Manor itself is pretty expensive. So, I mean, we're, if, if we factor that in, then that's about, um, it's, it's definitely like a worth millions and millions of dollars i don't I, it doesn't i didn't see an exact figure for wayne manor by itself but if you include the cost of digging out the bat cave which is going to mm -hmm. be a lot in um it was going to be a just a lot of money in mining fees or wait, mining equipment hiring people uh installing everything and of course paying everyone off to keep it quiet then that's going to run up about 600 million dollars and then, yeah. of course, Alfred. How can we forget about Alfred, um, our snarky British butler who um, Batman, uh, you know, kind of helped raise Batman to the man he is today? Yeah, basically. It's like basically Batman's like only friend aside from like him, Lucius Fox, and then kind of Commissioner Gordon, but like only, yeah, I, I guess yeah. they're, they're work friends is like yeah. the closest I could describe them. <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, 
And then uh, it, you assume he makes about 240k a year. So then uh, Batman, the total cost to be Batman, um, just taking this source at face value, um, it, it adds up to 682 million dollars and 400, uh, $860,450,750. And then mm -hmm. if you adjust that for inflation, because the article is, was written back in 2015, uh, the yep. current cost comes out to $816,912,698.19. Woo! Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's a pretty hefty sum. I mean, even considering Bruce Wayne's overall net worth, like, the amount of mental health the amount the United States spent on mental health treatment in 2019 came out to about $225 billion. So, just for comparison's sake, he could fund... Was it million or billion? Wait. Uh, $225 billion. So, he could fund... Oh, never mind. I did math wrong. Uh, we're gonna scrap this. Okay. We'll just delete that part. Okay. Um, so Do you wanna just could... reread your, your big number again? Uh, it came out to $816,912,698.19. Uh, for comparison, the amount spent on the entire, in the entire U.S. for mental health services came out to $225 billion. So, I mean, while he couldn't fund mental health services in the entire country, he could probably fund, you know, probably fund most of Gotham's mental health services by himself. Yeah, or just, like, at least enough to, like, act, like improve Arkham Asylum so that it's not just, like, a, an Alcatraz for, for like, loony, loony villainous criminals. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, actually looking up the cost of mental health services in, in New York City. Um, I feel so like I... it's going to be even more. What, what, like, what's your, what's your guess? Higher or lower than the cost of being Batman? I'm going to say higher. I'm gonna say higher, but not not by a whole lot, but higher. Um, okay, so the oh, apparently the overall cost of in just incarcerating people with mental illness is over five hundred million dollars. So yeah, he could reasonably, uh, if we if we like yeah, because incarcerating people is really expensive, like. I mean, this is, like, a big tangent, obviously, and, like, I am not the source on, like, you know, like, I mean, there's plenty of, like, really great prison abolition sources that would have, uh, you know, better, better knowledge on the subject than I would, but, like, yeah, like, incarcerating people is really expensive, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's, like, obviously you're not, especially when there's no goal of rehabilitation, it's just, like, putting them somewhere else. Like, that comes at significant cost to, like, everyone else. And yeah. so, like, thinking of, like, a city like Gotham that has as many, like, uh, like, bizarrely mentally ill, I guess it would be how you would characterize a lot of the people that Batman faces. Like, um, it, yeah, it's probably cost costing the city of Gotham a lot of money to keep Arkham around. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I guess we could really just dive into a lot of costs here, but, um, let's go, let's transition real quick into Bruce Wayne's net worth. Um, so, even though being Batman costs him almost a billion dollars in today's, in today's, um, adjusting for inflation today, I, I'm, like, not on my game today, <laughs> um, 
So uh, his last known net worth, um, according to Batman number 93, which is, I believe, part of the new DC continuity, uh, which came out back in 2020, his net worth came out to around $100 billion. Mm-hmm. And that's a significant increase from Forbes' estimate of $9.2 billion back in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would come out to about $11.37 billion today, adjusted for inflation. And that scales with, honestly, that does scale with the their wealth increase of real world billionaires like Jeff Bezos was worth 23.2 billion in 2012 and today he's worth 171 billion. So yeah, I mean, we don't really get any better indication of his net worth in like the newer film that just came out. Um but we'll stick with that and that means that Bruce Wayne got 11 times richer in in the last 10 years and Bezos only got about 7 times richer. So oh. Poor Bezos. Oh, I know. No. He can only afford to go to space like once. I bet Bruce Wayne can go to space like twice or something. I mean, he can. I feel like I, I think it's canonically accurate to say that he funds the Justice League. Like, yeah, that's so true. He, he, funds not just, he hasn't just been to space. He's like he funds their entire um, he funds their entire headquarters, which orbits the planet and is would be more expensive than probably any any satellite or space station we've ever created yeah i mean honestly now that just makes me think of like okay so like how many people are on the ground for the justice league just like working to keep the satellite in orbit and making sure that it doesn't like fall into other all of the other space garbage that we just have oh right out there (laughs) we don't know how to get rid of it like wow we're just like well well, we do know it's just too expensive we could just make so many spin-off episodes just from this one episode and everything we're talking about basically like can we get an agents of shield but it's just like the people that like go into making all of these organizations function like i want to see like who is the project coordinator for the justice league like (laughs) what are are their sales are they a non-profit like what is the (laughs) are they an i feel like they're an ngo is probably the closest I mean, like, like the, the closest to Shield. I mean, like the closest thing to Shield would be, I, I think, like maybe Project Cadmus, but that's a whole other topic. Um, okay, well, we'll we'll discuss that another day. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so, so. Um, yeah. let's um, let's segue a little bit here. Um, so, with all that in mind, Ivy, um, is all that money to be a crime fighter worth it? What are some things that Bruce Wayne could do instead of being Batman? Well, um, this is where it gets kind of interesting because I was like totally prepared to come into this episode and then just be like, well, if Bruce Wayne, you know, just like, I don't know, went to like, did some grief counseling and, and, uh, you know, basically like worked through all of the, his personal, uh, his personal issues with regard to the death of his parents and so forth, like, then he could probably, you know, more effectively use his money or, like, spend his money and use his resources as the uh, sole owner and proprietor of Wayne Enterprises to make a better Gotham. And then I did the research and I found out that I was wrong um, and that, uh, Batman, like, canonically has engaged in philanthropic giving. Um, So I guess, like, you kind of touched on 
you know, how much Batman is worth. Um, so we're probably going to just start there as well. Um, so for the purposes of my side of it, I kind of stuck with the, um, the Forbes estimate from, from 20, uh, I think it was like from 2012. So I also adjusted it. Um, but I brought it up to only like 11.2 billion, um, for, for Bruce Wayne's adjusted net worth. And that's just largely because I'm also referring to uh, the Forbes 400, 400 list as well. So I just kind of wanted to keep it consistent. Um, plus, like, $100 billion is a lot, but it also seemed like it was almost, like, too much to be realistic for, like... Because, like, the thing that I have learned over the course of this episode, or, like, researching for this episode, is just how many like, random billionaires there are who aren't even, like, the big ones, like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. So it's very possible that Bruce Wayne could be a billionaire. He just wouldn't be the biggest billionaire. Like, I don't know the numbers on it, but I think that there is also, like, a storyline where Bruce Wayne has to borrow money from Lex Luthor who I think still stands as like a far wealthier contender as compared to Wayne Enterprises, because I think he just has like a bigger and, you know, more evil corporation. <laughs> so he's just, he's just got a bit more money. Um, yeah, but so, um, so we'll say that, you know, for the sake of this side that we will estimate Bruce Wayne to be at around $11.2 billion. Um, and so that puts him at a similar ranking with the Australian billionaire Harry Triguboff, who recently broke 11.2 within the last year due to the ex explosion in housing prices in 2022, and the Russian steel oligarch Viktor Roshnikov, uh, whose fortune may now kind of be up in the air given the impact of sanctions um, and the falling price of the ruble. But I guess that just depends on where and how this man kept his assets and, you know, what with things that have happened before, it's likely he will not, you know, suffer too much um, with regard to the uh, situation in Ukraine. Um, so how does Batman compare to Jeff Bezos? You know, always the big question. So currently Jeff Bezos is worth uh, approximately $177 billion, which, and I did the math here, is approximately 16 Bruce Waynes. Elon Musk, comparatively, is 13.5 Bruce Waynes, Bill Gates is 11 Bruce Waynes, and so forth. So, with all of this established, we can think about how Bruce Wayne could spend his money if not spending it on Batman, or, you know, at the end of uh, Dark Knight Rises sinking, like, basically liquidating all of the funds for Wayne Enterprises to create a really bizarre nuclear fusion reactor in the middle of a highly populated metropolis, which, like, historically speaking, we can say that that has never gone wrong. That has never been a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> nuclear just power put... is great, but, like, not in the middle of... I wouldn't want a nuclear reactor, like, right in the middle of New York City. That, that seems no, like, like no point, <laughs> I mean, first of all, the zoning is ridiculous. <laughs> Second of all, just... Okay, why? Like, but anyways. Plot points aside, um, 
we can get back to uh, kind of talking about, you know, like, let's say, like, where Bruce Wayne could be spending his money. So according to the blog DC Comics, quote, Bruce Wayne has actually been, uh, you know, giving charitably for years. The Wayne Foundation has donated millions to help combat poverty, rehabilitate criminals, repair Gotham's infrastructure, and help the sick. 2008's Catwoman number 82 revealed that Bruce Wayne pays for every door and window he breaks as Batman, which I mean, was also kind of like a hilarious thing to think of, because it's like, <laughs> is half of Alfred's job just like itemizing damages <laughs> for Bruce Wayne and then just dropping off sacks of money to people randomly? Like, is he just like the, the not, is he just like, does he have like a ticker on GoFundMe for like all of the costs? <laughs> that it comes with, like, the damage that Bruce Wayne creates in Gotham. But yeah. anyway. Not to mention, like, he definitely has to pay people off who, like, either figure out his secret or, like, are, you know, just caught in the crossfire. Like, he has to pay, like, people's hospital bills and, like, probably emotional damages, too. Like, I bet Bruce Wayne gets sued a lot. Or Batman gets sued a lot. They try. I, I think they that, try. To. I feel like that's a thing they try to do. I feel like that was a plot point at one point. Well, I guess that's the Incredibles, isn't it? That's more the Incredibles, yeah. But still, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, um, I don't. I feel like yeah. That that is a good point. I mean, I guess we. I didn't really consider much about Bruce Wayne's philanthropy. Yeah. In addition, um, the quote says that Bruce Wayne also has poured a significant amount of money into the Gotham City Police Department over the years. In other words, the argument that Bruce Wayne needs to put his money into the city ignores the fact that he's already doing that. And so this is an interesting turn because, you know, I was totally prepared for this not to be the case. But while this quote does not entirely refute the assertion that Bruce Wayne would be a better service to Gotham spending his money elsewhere, like, you know, not being Batman, it does highlight an important part of philanthropic giving. Namely, that philanthropy alone is not enough to solve systemic problems such as poverty and crime. And in some cases, the nature of charitable giving can lend itself to making those problems worse. From this passage, we know that Wayne Foundation has done the following with their money. They've donated money to combat poverty. They've donated money to rehabilitate criminals, to repair Gotham's infrastructure, to quote-unquote help the sick, though it's kind of unclear what this means. I mean, maybe it's like, yeah, he's doing the GoFundMe thing, or like, I don't know, like... Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like, okay, this is very nebulous. And then also paying to replace and repair all physical damage caused by crime fighting. And as you mentioned, like emotional damages or lost business due to damaged or destroyed goods doesn't seem to fall into that category. And additionally, and this is, I think, the most sticking point of this is that like Batman is funding the police with like, which like just seems like a bad investment considering like with the exception of maybe Commissioner Gordon and like, I think like the attorney general like, Gotham PD is just depicted as either being wildly incompetent <laughs> in the face of wacky criminals <laughs> or, like, exceedingly corrupt um, in the face of the mafia. So, like, yeah. what good is... Where is that money going? Is it going back to the mafia? <laughs> like Probably. What? Honestly, probably. Like, it just seems like not a great investment, Batman. Like, especially if you're just like, you know, they can't clean up the streets. Like, stop giving them money. 
don't do it. Like, unless it's like part of your scheme. But scheme? Like, I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think that it is. Wow, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, have you ever seen those um uh I don't know if someone's actually tried making this, but it's just I've seen ideas online about like uh, a horror movie where like there's these like criminals or um like people in poverty like running like running scared from like the monster but it turns out that it's actually batman <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> that's pretty good i mean there's a case for it um yeah so while we do not have exact estimates on just how much the wayne foundation is giving to each of these causes we can assume it is a substantial amount of money given the size and influence wayne enterprise has in gotham and so this raises a more interesting question. If we are to assume that Bruce Wayne is not only funding charitable donations as well as his own venture as Batman, then why exactly do the problems he is so intent on solving as Batman continue to persist in Gotham? Mm -hmm. And so that's where we get into um, the problem lies with the limits of philanthropy. Per, um, I think his name is Uri Dadush, but I could be wrong, uh, for the Carnegie Endowment Fund for International Peace, private citizens in the U.S. account for $300 billion annually of charitable giving. That is, um, just for, for the sake of what we need to know, roughly 2% of our gross domestic product. He goes on to note that, quote, the philanthropy, the, the philanthropy of Americans fills many needs left unattended by the government and is unquestionably an act of great generosity and civil commitment repeated by millions every year, which is mm -hmm. true. Like Americans by and large, as compared to its other um, more comparable industrialized counterparts in the West, um, you by and large tends to uh, like out, out give other nations. And yet therein lies the problem Philanthropy mm -hmm. seeks to fill in the gaps left by government spending, but it can't. Even with $300 billion given annually, it is nowhere near enough to cover the gaps in social services in the U.S. Additionally, charitable giving lacks any and all oversight, which can lead to inefficient spending, a lack of accountability, and abuse. Mm -hmm. Per Dadouche, Quote, the most fundamental objection to American philanthropy is that it is a result of a system that fosters enormous wealth and income disparities. By undertaxing the rich, the affluent and underinvesting, um, so sorry, by undertaxing under the affluent and underinvesting in social services, the system creates both the capacity for philanthropy and the need for it. Thus, while the United States has the most unequal income distribu distribution in advanced countries, the top 1% of American taxpayers receive 20% of the income and pay a small share in taxes compared to other countries, its government's social spendings amounts to 20% of GDP, while European nations spend on average about 27% of GDP. That is, this is a gap that philanthropy comes nowhere near being able to fill. So remember what we said earlier. Even at $300 billion given annually, that only accounts for about 2%. So if we think about that, that means that we have like, you know, 20% of GDP roughly being government spending and then 2% of philanthropy. 
and then comparing that to European nations still leaves us with like about 5% unaccounted for. So basically, philanthropy cannot tackle issues like income inequality but it, because it is created from and upheld by the very same inequity. The scarcity that cr created by a system where a few people can acquire a vast wealth, 16 Bruce Waynesworth in some cases, leads to the kind of issues that charities are formed to solve in the first place. All right. So, yeah, that, that's, sorry. Um, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm, hmm. That that's a really good way to talk. Think about it. I mean, it sort of seems like Bruce Wayne could just honestly do a lot more by paying his taxes, which yeah. I don't know if he does or doesn't. But I mean, it's questionable. Is Batman a right? Is this is this is where we get back to the thing? Is Batman a nonprofit, like, um, mm. or like an NGO? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, like, or is this just like an an eccentric hobby at this point? I I feel like it's kind of an eccentric hobby. Like, I mean, because it seems like with with Batman like every time he stops a criminal, you know, we're talking like like big time criminals like the Joker or or Two-Face. They just kind of just escape again and then they're just or they get away the first time and then they're just kind of running around doing their thing. Like it's just great. Seems like you know, maybe, maybe if Arkham Asylum invested in, like, actual rehabilitation, I don't know, do they? Just based on, like, it seems like you were talking about re he was donating money for rehabilitation, but... It's unclear. Know. Like, it's unclear. It's like, that's the thing, is, like, even if it, I mean, even if he is donating to it, he, no amount of money even with $11.2 billion at his disposal is enough to cover the gaps in like assuming that Gotham is in America because it's based off of uh, Detroit and New York City, like yeah. even with that in mind, it's it's bigger than Batman basically. Yeah. Um. It is a it's a it's a huge cost. It's a huge cost, and it's a huge cost to not only Batman but also just to Gotham at large. Um. So yeah, but like like I was saying, like so where does this leave Batman? Like well. It means that while the Wayne Foundation is likely engaging in charitable giving to be expected of a business of such wealth, spending alone does not is not a measure of usefulness or improvement. And this is where we get into that issue of philanthropy, because, you know, we say, like, is Batman taking care of his taxes? It's just like there's not a lot of oversight with philanthropy. He could consider, you know, buying the Batcape part of rehabilitation for all we know. Um, take, for example, the fact that Bruce Wayne funds Gotham PD, a department that is, with the exception of Commissioner Gordon and a couple other detectives and administrator, largely overrun with corruption and mob ties. How is funding Gotham PD, either portrayed as corrupt or ineffectual against the likes of Ra's al Ghul or, and, or the Joker, a worthy investment in the future of Gotham? Mm -hmm. In fact... You could argue that this frustration at the limits of philanthropic giving might be what led to Bruce Wayne even considering becoming a crime-fighting vigilante in the first place, beyond the loss of his parents, of course. You could perhaps even argue that crime-fighting by night is Bruce Wayne's own eccentric form of charitable giving. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is how he gives back, by punching people in the face. Um, so then it just kind of leaves us with is it better for Bruce Wayne to fund charitably or to fund being Batman? 
On the one hand, if he were to abandon being Batman, focus his efforts and fortunes entirely on philanthropic and business ventures with the express purpose of improving the lives of Gothamites, namely a focus on reducing crime rates, poverty, and investing in infrastructure as he has been, he would still be unlikely to solve the problems plaguing Gotham within his own lifetime. On the other hand, if he were to liquidate all of his assets in order to fund Batman and effectively fund his own army, arguably what he does with the Justice League since up until recently Wayne Enterprises funded his existence, uh, this also would do little to create long-term improvements um, to these problems, even if it means taking care of some baddies along the way. In short, the problem is not how Bruce Wayne spends his money. The problem is that the system that created billionaire socialite Bruce Wayne is also the same system that created the poverty and criminality of Gotham. No amount of saviorism in the form of dollars or batterings on the part of Wayne will change this. As Peter Buffett, son of Warren Buffett, notes in, the, in an op-ed for the New York Times, quote, Inside any important philanthropy meeting, you will witness heads of state meeting with investment managers and corporate leaders. All are searching for answers with their right hand to problems that others in the room have created with their left. Peter goes on to say that, as more lives and communities are destroyed by the system that creates vast amount of wealth for the few, the more heroic it sounds to, quote, give back. It's what I would call, quote, conscience laundering. Feeling better about accumulating more than any one person could possibly need to live on by sprinkling a little around as an act of charity. But this just keeps the existing structure of inequality in place. The rich sleep better at night, while others get just enough to keep the pot from boiling over. Nearly every time someone feels better by doing good, on the other side of the world, or street, someone else is further locked into a system that will not allow the true flourishing of his or her nature or the opportunity to live a joyful and fulfilled life. Wow. Yeah, that that's a, that's a pretty solid takedown right there. Um, so, okay, then, I mean, Batman, you know, no matter what he does, everything's still kind of fucked. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, honestly. Hmm, what if he invested all his money into into bat shark repellent <laughs> well there would be significantly fewer sharks in in gotham um i don't know how often he would find those though <laughs> Oh, um, uh, well let's see I mean, I there's um, there, are, there are sharks in the hudson but i think they're by accident there's king shark from the uh who's sometimes a villain in the flash and i think he might have fought batman at some point i so. feel like batman dealt with Killer Croc, right? Killer Croc, yeah, maybe it will work on him. Anyway, um, but that's that's really an interesting conclusion because I I would have thought that like yeah, it's just simple as okay, yeah, Batman could just stop being Batman and just be like, hey, Arkham, maybe maybe invest in like you know like voice identification or something to keep criminals from getting out and also focus on, you know, rehabilitation and getting to the root of their mental health issues. But yeah, I guess that would have to be, that would have to happen at the government level. And I don't think we don't know much about the mayors, 
but of Gotham, but they they don't tend to be the greatest. Yeah, I mean, I also kind of wonder, I think that Arkham Asylum is a private institution, which is even more, like, sus. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I don't really know. Um, I don't even know how much oversight is really happening over there uh, in the mm-hmm. world of Batman. Um, what I can say that has been interesting with Batman that I did find as a result of this, um, of research for this episode, is that Batman's wealth kind of tends to fluctuate with, like, how we view, like, what we view success as and how positively we tend to view, like, having a lot of money. Like, for example, uh, in the early comics, he was, like, he was kind of just, like, a trust fund kid. Like, he wasn't super, like, a billionaire magnate of any kind. Like, he was very much just, like, like, a lot of his girlfriends in, like, the really early comics would just be like, oh, Bruce, you must get a job. And he's just like, really? if only you knew, you know, that I'm <laughs> Batman. Like, so it's like, it's like a weird, it's like when you have, like, a trust fund kid that has, like, a weird startup. Batman is Bruce Wayne's weird startup. Huh. All right. All right. Yeah, but then it's not really until, like, I would say the 60s well into the 80s that Batman is more solidified as this, like, billionaire businessman and socialite. Um, And that's usually where his wealth tends to grow. And, like, more in more recent, um, like, there have been arcs where, like, Batman has had to, like, has lost his money. Um, Like... One that happened really early on that I thought was really funny is, um, I guess, purportedly, like, Robin had to take, like, a paperboy route, and then Alfred had to mow lawns to, like, fund <laughs> Batman, which is just, like, hilarious to, like, think about, to, like, well, ima- imagine, imagine, you're, yeah. like, the butler of, like, your <laughs> local billionaire is going door to door with, like, a John Deere, like, <laughs> can I mow your lawn? I need to, I need it to, like, fix the Batmobile. That's but it also, hilarious. like, shows that this was definitely aimed at, like, I don't know, like, like twelve-year-old boys in the 1950s, and that, like, yeah, I can fund the Batmobile on my paper route. Like, yeah. that's how money works. <laughs> like, I mean, if wages is scaled um, equally to inflation, maybe you could. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, um, also, spandex costs significantly less than carbon fiber and Kevlar and such. So, if you just had to buy a spandex suit and like a like a cape made out of a sheet or something, <laughs> I mean, yeah, then it probably I can definitely see like the whole trust fund party kid thing kind of like coming together. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just need to get like you just need to like you know take take some martial arts lessons and boom pow you're good yeah there yeah boom pow indeed (laughs) Um, yeah uh in the most recent like cycle that batman has gone through um basically joker like took control like figured out that bruce wayne was batman took control of his assets and now joker is like the millionaire and controls wayne industries and now batman is like a down on his luck dude and so like he has to like make repairs on the batmobile and stuff and all these things so like it's really interesting to see how flexible this character is i mean obviously we've seen so many different 
kinds of Batman over the years. Like, you really can just kind of, like, with this, like, very basic, you know, adaption of the mythos, like, you can really just do a lot with this character to just serve whatever story you want to tell. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess that sort of just ties back to how Batman evolves over time, you know? Like, his gadgets aren't going to stay the same, his suit isn't going to stay the same, his style isn't going to stay the same. Um, obviously, the actor isn't going to stay the same. Uh, but, yeah, like, I guess, I guess that's one of those things where Batman just shifts to evolve to our, uh, you know, to modern culture and our perceptions of wealth and technology and... Uh, mental health in general, because I mean, bef- I mean, back in the days before mental health issues were really thought out seriously. I mean, you know, people threw them in a site. You know, people were just thrown into asylums. You know, like Arkham Absolutely. is. Um, you know, like it, it's, and then that's you know, thankfully becoming a lot less normal to just be thrown into a uh, just be thrown into jail because you're because you're having mental health problems. Okay, it's still happening. Actually, I should Yeah, say I was going to say, it's like... Yeah, no, you're... you're no, yeah, you're, I mean, but... I mean, it's, it's happening, it's just in a different way. Yeah, you're I mean, right. Like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk that back for a second. Um, uh, But, you know, now, now, um, you know, you look at... You look at Joker, the movie that came out a couple mm-hmm. years ago. You know, the Joker's, you know, being... His origin is portrayed as someone who's, you know mentally ill dealing with a, a family who has a history of mental illness and you know he's just trying to adjust to his you know his um illness in a world that really just refuses to accept it mm-hmm. and stigmatizes it so i mean maybe you know maybe we need to look at things from the other side the other perspective too like if i was a giant crocodile why would I be upset? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Killer Croc. I'm just talking about Killer Croc. I don't know. I don't know. It's just such a like. Now, if I were a giant crocodile, <laughs> I too would want to have loads of money. Like, I mean, at that point, if I'm Killer Croc, like, I'm gonna just go chill in the bayou. Like, yeah. who's gonna fuck with me? I eat people. Like, yeah. But like, that's accurate. He's eating people. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what drives? I guess what drives the rogues gallery? You know, you need to try to understand that more than what drives Batman and um, and his ambitions. Hmm, that sounds like a fun series. Yeah, but uh, I think this was I think this was a really interesting look into Batman and in light of the the movie that came out recently. And um, I think that did a good job of explaining, you know, corruption and uh, mental Ill- how mental illness drives characters like the Riddler and Catwoman and um, how much the system is really built to support those like the, like the Falcons versus the citizens of Gotham. So Right. I think this was a really good, really interesting conversation about that. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you liked it. I I know it was a bit of a... I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a bit of a damper at the end here, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I kind of want to throw in the, the giant crocodile bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think... I don't know. There's a lot that can be said with Batman, and so it's always really interesting to see how he gets reinterpreted over the years. I think the same can be kind of said about Superman, but I feel like we don't get a lot of his interiority just because he's a little bit more removed from our day-to-day lives like i would say like in terms of like relatability like spider-man is probably the most relatable because he's just like a kid um and then you have batman who is kind of more aspirational because he's kind of like embodies these american values of being like wealthy and attractive and smart and strong um, and then mm-hmm. Superman's just like a god motor, so it's just like kind of hard to hard to relate to the alien out of Kansas or wherever he's from. Um, yeah, it's Kansas. But, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Huh? Yeah, it's Kansas. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, I wanted to make sure that he and Dorothy had something in common. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. This was really fun, and um, I think we can probably wrap wrap up now. If you do, you want to do the end credits? Should I do the end credits? Oh, uh, you can do the end credits since I did the intro. Okay, let's see if I remember them. All right. Um, thank you for listening to Queries and Theories. Um, it's uh, created by me and Ron, and edited by me, written by both of us. Uh, the music is by Gil. Um, and the cover art is by The Betting Bug, also known as Aubrey Warner. You can find links to uh, their SoundCloud and information, um, as well as links to all of the articles we used for today's episode in our doobly-doo. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Really? <laughs> we can have ghosts as as guests now. Um, I don't know. I mean, how how good are your impressions? <laughs> um, hmm. Let me see. Let me let me think about Adam West's voice. That good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like I know what he sounds like. Yeah, but like. Uh, I don't think I can do his voice. I don't think we're on the same, like, register. Yeah, he's he's his got a very like, specific voice. It's very deep. Yeah.